0: The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Jesus took Peter, James, and his brother John and led them up a high mountain by themselves. And he was transfigured before them. His face shone like the sun, and his clothes became white as light. And behold, Moses and Elijah appeared to them. Well, good morning. Um, I have uh, three points that I would like to try and make and leave you with, uh, with regard to our feast today. Um, The first has to do with Peter. Um, Peter gets a uh, reputation for seemingly making comments that one might say are foolish or uh, not well positioned and um, I really don't take that stand. Um, I think they're a call for us to look closer at what he is saying. So in this case uh, it seems like Peter out of the blue is talking about building some tents and, uh, for Jesus and uh, Moses and Elijah. Uh, but we can tell something really dramatic has happened to Peter, because in his own uh, letter that he wrote, you can tell when he says, we possess this prophetic message, and then he talks about a lamp shining in a dark place, and you should take heed of these words. We can tell that Peter was moved deeply. Now, last Friday, In our Old Testament reading, it was about, it was from Leviticus, and it's really talking about the three major festivals that uh, the Jewish people observed that caused them to uh, go to Jerusalem. Uh, It was Passover, it was Pentecost, and the festival of booths or tents. Um, We can equate this last festival very similar to our own thanksgiving. After the crops, it was held in the fall, and it's a thanksgiving to God for the harvest, for everything that he had provided. It was a seven-day festival, very joyful. And interestingly enough, on the eighth day, it's a, it's a different festival. It's not part of the festival of tents or booths, but it's the eighth day and the idea was that the seven days were so joyful they just wanted one more day. They wanted to celebrate one more day. That's dwelling. That's dwelling in joy for what God provided. And I see Peter on top of the mountain thinking along, and the theory is that this may have happened close to the fall, that the festival of booths was coming up, and tense. and so Peter was saying, let's dwell here. The fruits, the harvest, here's Moses, here's Elijah, Jesus, let's dwell. Well, that's my first point, but The second point is Jesus has a different plan. We're not dwelling. We have work to do. Uh, I don't know that you may have heard this uh, concept before, Um, and it really has to do with our reading yesterday where um, Moses is not gonna get to go into the promised land. He was frustrated, he struck the rock twice, and God says, you're not ready to enter the promised land. When I look at the three groups of people in the top of the mountain with Jesus, we have Moses, Elijah, and then Peter, John, and James. It looks very much to me like the makings of what we're going to call the church, and in fact, that's in our gospel reading yesterday. Or uh, gospel reading yesterday, Jesus says, "I'm going to build the church on what you just said, Peter." So, if we if we look at the church, when we think of the three parts of the church, the church militant. Peter, James, and John are there. They're still on earth. They're still walking through the journey of holiness. We have Moses, who was not in the promised land. It's the church of the suffering. Purgatory, although it wouldn't have been called purgatory at the time, but he is awaiting entering into heaven. And Elijah, if you remember from the second book of Kings, was raised up in glory. He's in heaven. On top of this mountain we have the underpinnings, what we're seeing is the first makings of the concept of what, what we have is the church. The active church that is out there working our journey towards salvation. The third point Is the mountain. In scripture, mountains are for encounters. Man goes up, God comes down, and then we have an encounter. Psalm 24, who will climb the mountain of the Lord? The man with clean hands and a pure heart. We we read this a lot in, in our contemplation and meditation about our journey feels like climbing the mountain of the Lord. My final point is that on this mountain of transfiguration, it's interesting because Jesus, his whole life, is about descending. He descended into our world. He descended to become a baby. He descended into the lowest trials of everyone that we read that he's helping. He's descending, descending, descending. And why? To walk with us up, back up the mountain. To have that encounter with God. Jesus is with us the whole time. He walks back up the mountain. So God comes down for the encounter on the mountain, but he also has Jesus walking with us up the mountain. The message that I want to leave you with is that we're not called to dwell. We're not called to enjoy and rest in our life. The church is active. The church is a journey through life. It's a mountain. And our call is to force ourselves down those trials to embrace what we're doing to go up the mountain But the good news is that we have Jesus with us the whole time. Jesus is walking with us in these encounters. The transfiguration was not just a symbol for uh, confidence by the disciples. It's a message for us of how we need to live the rest of our life as the church on earth as we work towards holiness. Let's stand and offer our petition.